0: From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And here's the next in our Meet the Team series, Kevin Jordan. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, George.
0: And Kevin, congratulations on making the team.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's definitely a, a dream, dream come true for me, for sure.
0: And Kevin, let's really start out with uh, this was not your first attempt.
1: No, George. This was actually my my fourth. So my fourth times a charm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think at first I was like, "Oh man, wouldn't it be great if I just made it?" You know, on the first first go around. And um, I am so much more thankful and grateful that it kind of turned out this way. You know, I had had a plan. You know, I was going to make it uh, when I was young. Kind of my late to early you know, 20s, I, I mean, late 20s, kind of early 30s. And uh, then I was going to settle down. I have some kids and uh, essentially I did everything kind of backwards. Really <laughs> you know, settled down, had kids and then uh, made it. And, you know, kind of super proud of the fact that I can tell my kids the story of like, you know, determination and perseverance. And when you set yourself up for a goal, you know, uh, continue going for it and moving forward and you'll you'll get there uh, if you really want it bad enough.
0: You know, this is a question I I like to ask later on in the interview, but I, I think this is a good point for it. Of what is it that you bring to the team that is kind of unique to you but is, is going to make the team better? Yeah. Um,
1: so obviously some, some perseverance and some <laughs> determination. But, uh, but once, once upon a time I got a compliment that kind of stuck with me, um, and I believe it was actually Hugh Reynolds, from Snow Operating, he he introduced me to someone. He said, uh, "This is Kevin. You're, nice to meet you, know Kevin. And when you you know work with him and you you get to know him, uh, you're going to find that you're, he's going to give you more than what you're putting in. So I think that's something that stuck with me. Where you're going to get a lot more out of me than you know what people are putting in. So so what does that really mean? Like in some ways, you know, Jeb Boyd." Uh, I had always said, and in some ways I'm actually like a fan of the First Chair podcast, and like we were talking a little bit, you know, I would listen to it as we as I would tune my skis and <laughs> just help me think about skiing and, you know, things like that, and, uh, you know, one of the things that I really got out of it was like, to Jip's point, you want to do be, be on the team or be the team member before you're actually on the team, you kind of want to do the job before you have it. And so I've always, uh, you know, kind of raised my hand or if opportunities came my way, I would uh, I would not shy away from them. I'd say, sure. <laughs> and that led to some cool things like uh, Tony Macri and I got to co-author the Freestyle Technical Manual um, and Mark Aiken and I, who, by the way, is an awesome, a little plug for Mark, he would be an awesome guest for you because I've learned a lot about writing uh, with him, but we're actually working on the Children's Manual. Uh, with, you know, we've worked with Dusty and Stacy a little bit on it as well. So there's been a huge team, uh, on that one. And it's really coming to fruition. It's going to be, be here soon, but that's another way that I've been able to contribute is, you know, through some content, um, with some writing and stuff like that. I've had some opportunities to learn how to write
0: and some writing skills. So that's the other thing I think I can bring is some content creation and and development, (laughs) so four times you tried out what was it like mentally for you going into the tryout this year
1: um yeah well it was um you know mentally for me this one was actually even all four of them have all been different uh in different ways you know 2008 was in mammoth 2012 it was in snowbird in 2016 it was in breckenridge so in 2021 granted there was the delay you know with COVID uh you know this one I, I had almost like an extra year and uh, and don't get me wrong you know COVID is like a, r- a really bad thing my wife is a, a nurse has seen it firsthand and I've seen all the mental you know health aspects and really the medical field has been I've been more exposed to it but I remember you know having a turning point kind of last you know, March, April, and everything kind of shut down, and I was like, wait a minute, in all this time that I've been doing this, I have never, I have never had, like, an extra year, and at that point, we didn't even know when <laughs> these selections might be happening, like, we, we thought there might be pushback, and then finally, you know, we got the confirmation that we're going to attempt to have them the following year, and I think there was a lot of, like, uh, you know, it's, like, well, it's kind of frustrating to not be able to do what you normally were doing and life was turned upside down. And for me, I was like, you know, I can channel all that kind of frustration or some of that energy into like, let me get really good, like in this next year, let me just do the best I can and, and kind of focus on that. So my mindset going into this one was like, I have a really cool opportunity. And this unfortunate change of, of COVID really is my opportunity to get really good and try to you know work on some of my weaknesses and and really you know present who i'm going to be and be even that much better you know in 2021 so uh, i was very much looking forward to it it had been a long time coming and was pretty much like itching
0: (laughs) to like have it happen (laughs) so give us a few pointers on how to work on our weaknesses because that can be really tough and frustrating I mean when I'm out training on the bike the last thing you're going to see me do is working on speed work you know sprinting because I hate it but that's what yeah. I need to work on <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no I think um you know some actually Ben Roberts from Northern Air Mount he kind of asked me a question that was like you know what'd you do differently uh which really speaks to like you know what what did I do <laughs> somewhat different and there's really two things that kind of or maybe even three that really helped me out some more to work on some of those weaknesses. Number one was I actually got some coaches um, that were different ones than I've used in, in the past. Um, so I actually used Tom Gelly and Sam Robertson from big picture skiing. So they have like an online website and they're um, basically like online coaches. I've only taken one run with Tom Gelly, and I've actually never met Sam Robertson, but they were my, coaches and I did some courses with them and I learned a lot about skiing by you know kind of that group fitness idea like having a group and being held accountable and shoot some video of yourself and then sending it on to them so that's one thing that I did. Uh, The other thing that I did was back in 2016 when I wasn't Uh, So successful (laughs) at this selection, um, I had made it through the ski cut, you know, I was there, but ultimately, you know, my name wasn't called and I actually sought out, um, professional, you know, like a counselor, like a mental health professional. And just, she kind of helped me deal with that disappointment, um, you know, in some ways we kind of looked at it as like, you know, I'm trying for this really high level and, and when it doesn't happen, it is, you know, quite, quite a letdown, you know, it's a pretty big <laughs> failure. Um, and so what ended up happening is I used her a bit and then, you know, I, I, for a couple of years, I didn't necessarily stay in touch. And then COVID hit and I actually reconnected with her and was just kind of like, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, what's going on with the world and started reconnecting with her. And, uh, then she became like that mental performance coach for me. (laughs) Uh, so that was like the kind of the second thing that I did. And then probably the third thing was I did have, um, you know, you couldn't really go to a gym and you really had to rethink like how you were going to (laughs) train. So I got into, um, there's this like online kind of coaching program of it's called beach body and they have all these different like at home workouts. And I really got into training at home. I have, you know, two young kids. I have a six year old boy and a four year old daughter and, uh, man training at home and, and, you know, doing workouts at home, uh, have really saved a lot of time of like me not being at the gym and you know they'll come in and they'll like they do some you know stretches and yoga mm-hmm. and things like that with me <laughs> and they actually do it better than me but uh, <laughs> but but yeah so those are kind of the, the main points that I kind of worked on towards you know getting you know better at some of those weaknesses whether it was like fitness you know mental performance and you know just seeing some skiing through different lenses
0: So let's back up a little bit. I'd love to hear how you got into instructing. And then if you could also tell us at what point did you see the importance of going through the certification process and continuing that process?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm probably what you call like a lifer. You know, I I actually started ski instructing at age 14. Uh, My dad is a level three uh, certified ski instructor and he got me into ski instruction uh, my older brother and he were both ski instructors at this little place called Neshoba Valley um, outside of Westford. It was outside of Boston, but Westford, Massachusetts. And it's like 240 vertical feet, um, 17 trails. They had like six or seven lifts. And so I was the kid that, you know, 12 or 13 years old and had a ski path and really skied all the trails and they kind of had a half pipe, but it was like, you know, people were just kind of shoveling different little hits <laughs> to connect them. That's like how the half pipes were back in the day. So once I had, you know, I could I could actually ski instruct or had that work permit. I could start teaching at age 14. So I started doing that. Uh, and it really like helped me. I mean, I, I was a little you know, shy, <laughs> growing up a little more quiet um, and it really helped me like, you know, kind of present in front of people, uh, and force me to public speak a bit. And so when my brother was three years older than me, I was looking at colleges and I was like, Oh, well, three years time, that's going to probably happen pretty quick. I'm going to need to figure out what I'm going to do. And, uh, so I found a program, recreation management program. I was also looking at ski business degrees, uh, but I ended up going to the university of Vermont, uh, and studied recreation management and kudos to my mom who was kind of like man maybe you should think a little broadly more so than just ski industry stuff because you know global warming kind of (laughs) continues like maybe you'll (laughs) you know find yourself working in the cruise ship or for disney or (laughs) something like that so i I did that and um it's it's pretty cool because i actually in the summertime i run and and work with the team on running you know mountain bike programs and the bike school here in snowmass so uh, I do actually kind of use my degree <laughs> on a daily basis, which is pretty cool. But um, up in Vermont, I, I worked at Smuggler's Notch, uh, and it was really cool. I got to work in like the adult program, and Smuggs is kind of known for its kids program, but it kind of challenged me to be you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. And, you know, teaching to adults uh, can be a little intimidating, <laughs> you know, so they have a little more life experience than, than me, uh, but I definitely, you know, I got to t- teach them and um, that's kind of how I went through the certification process, too. Like, I got it at, at age, I got my level one at age 16 while I was still in high school and I got my level two when I was actually technically 17. Uh, my dad actually messed up, like, my birthday because i mean he knows it but he like wrote it wrong (laughs) and so he had to scratch it out he still sends it into the office he faxed it in and nobody said anything and at that time you had to be he had to be 18 to get a level two so i can remember uh taking the exam it's three days long it passed two of the three days um I, I pretty much I, there was one day i didn't do as well uh, but i definitely passed and i can remember mick o'gara who's an examiner back east <laughs> they found out that i wasn't 18 years old <laughs> uh, but they knew that i was going to be successful and i can remember him just talking to me and he's like kevin 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 uh well congratulations we won't let this detract from your accomplishment but you know really you had to be 18 and uh, so we'd appreciate it if." if you didn't tell anyone this story, and I was like, I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to tell everyone I can. <laughs> um, so I got my level two at, at 17 at Smuggler's Notch, and, uh, or yeah, yeah at, sorry, sorry. I was level two and still in high school, uh, but that helped me get a job at Smuggler's Notch, and then I worked at my level three, you know, through using a lot of mentors at, at Smuggler's Notch, um, like Mickey Stone, who's been on the the telly, uh, national team he's helped train me and there was a bunch of people up there at, at smugs and and essentially got my level one my level three at the age of 21 so that was pretty awesome and and then i was a little burnt out on school because i was a hard worker kind of overachiever and you know worked hard for the 4.0 you know gpas and graduated with honors from university of vermont and i was like you'll break from school so let me do this Uh, full-time let me let me try ski instructing full-time see how it goes and so i'd studied abroad in new zealand so i kind of got a taste of that ski industry a bit and so i wanted to go someplace different so i went to australia so i ended up at or blue um, which is really cool if you ever get the opportunity to go there it kind of reminds me of like killington it's very it's not very high vertically but it's really spread out there's a bunch of different base areas so it kind of reminds me of you know, Killington kind of set up. And while I was down there, I had applied to a bunch of other schools, you know, like nine other ski schools, and I had my level three, so they all offered me jobs. And I was like, well, great, where am I going to go? And uh, there's one guy down in Perisher named Phil LaRue. His nickname is Guernsey because he's from – Uh, I think the Isle of Man, and there's a place called Guernsey there. And so he convinced me to go to Snowmass because, to be honest, I was a little nervous about Aspen, like the whole Aspen Extreme scene. And, like, at that point, I wasn't, you know, very – very confident in my skills with the ladies so I was like what if like someone like a Bryce Kellogg who's like the main character and kind of a cougar you know (laughs) talks to me like what's going to (laughs) happen and he's like he's like no 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 (laughs) like Snowmass is essentially like the suburbs like it's very family friendly Uh, it's very different it's like nine miles away from Aspen so so after I graduated and spent a season in Parish or Blue in Australia I made my way out to Snowmass and I've actually been here (laughs) Ever since I think I'm going into my 18th uh, winter season. Um, So, yeah, and I had done some back to back uh, winters, you know. So I went back to Perisher Blue, and after a little while, you know, Australia was awesome. You know, don't get me wrong, sometimes it snows, sometimes it rains, (laughs) Uh, but it was great. But I was like, oh, let me do, let me go someplace else and let me see what else I can do. And um, so there's a guy at Snowmass who was kind of the general manager of Las Lanias in argentina and i was like hey can i uh can i come down and kind of teach down there and he's like sure do you know any spanish and i was like yeah four years of high school four years of high school spanish there you know like i know how to say like where's the library (laughs) (laughs) you know where's the bathroom and uh sure enough he hired me and uh we went i went down there in 2007 and it was, it was awesome. Actually, Josh Fogg was going to come, but he had injured his knee, so I went down there as like the, the solo mission. And then the next year, uh, Josh and I were there. It was pretty funny. We were, we were roommates. We had bunk beds. He was on the top bunk. I was on the bottom bunk. And then uh, then I went back the following year, 2009, and they had uh, some snowcat guiding. And it was really awesome to be a guy down there in that backcountry terrain and you know, they have some 4,000 vertical foot runs and steep, like, sustained, like, 65 degrees. So, that was really good to, you know, work on some off-piece skiing down there. But eventually, the back-to-back winters kind of, you know, just, you know, you get a little tired of it. And I, I was starting to not, you know, be as psyched for, like, the winter season. So, I kind of fell into the, the mountain biking, which is great because it now I have, like, a dual season. Where I really look forward to the mountain biking season and, and riding in all summer and then look forward to the winter time and that kind of stuff. But um, you know, he asked a little bit about the certification path. And so I had been pretty successful at level one, two, three, got it pretty young, came out to Rocky, switched the divisions and then they had this thing called trainers accreditation, which is now like the R M T and uh, my first year that first attempt that I went through there um, I was actually not successful so it was like the first time I hadn't you know done something <laughs> uh, in the PSA you know world but the very next year you know it only motivated me to kind of get better and, and really you know focus on what they were doing and I was able to be successful in the next year um, but it's just one of those things where I think like in my career path of just certification and you know, all these attempts and stuff, like, I've always learned something from it. I've always learned something about myself, and I've always just said, okay, well, you know, I can just challenge myself to get better, and um, to be honest, that's kind of what I'm feeling now. It's like kind of getting at level three, and you get to level three, and people are like, okay, you know, now the real learning can begin. (laughs) Um, I almost feel like the same way, where I'm like, they're like, congratulations, you made the national team. And I'm like, cool, okay, so now maybe some of the real learning <laughs> is going to begin, you know. But I'm really excited to maybe, see, you know, uh, take advantage of some of those opportunities that I might, you know, get through there and some of the exposure to some of the people that, um, you know, I might not have had
0: necessarily opportunities with before, so. Well, Kevin, you definitely are a lifer in instruction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and question I'm asking everybody is... Tell us something about you that we don't know. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. Um, you know, I say, I was thinking there's like so many things that I that I really could say, should say, but I think not many people, some people know a little bit about this, but actually, um, you know, kind of when I want to say, I want to do something, I always I kind of set my mind to it and then I do it. So something that people don't know about, me is so I've actually gone to stand-up comedy school. Like I always wanted to learn how to be become a stand-up comic, and uh, so my I think it was my first or second year after my you know first or second year in Aspen, I went to New York City and learned how to become uh, a stand-up comic. And uh, I'm actually not really practicing anymore. My wife will tell you either uh, I'm retired or. I wasn't really never that funny.
0: (laughs) I really um, want to take a clinic with you now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I try to bring the humor, you know, in there. But, um, for me, it was always about like the execution really, like, could you come up with a routine that was funny? And then I would spend hours memorizing it and practicing it in front of a mirror because, like what if I got heckled was always the fear and would I lose my place and how could I come back to it but it really forced me to like you know uh do some different different things and <laughs> and try different ways I did some shows like down in Australia and that was pretty easy because I just made fun of you know myself being American in a foreign you know country that's not too different and America, but you know, um, so I would do some, some things like that, <laughs> some of the, the takeaways, but yeah,
0: it was fun. And in conclusion, what are you most looking forward to over the next three years?
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, um, I think, you know, we have a big opportunity with the team and so much thought and everything was put into the learning connection, you know, in terms of people skills and teaching skills. So I'm really looking forward to working with the team, uh, and really just developing those some more, you know, because we used to always say like, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll hire good people and then we'll teach them how to ski. And so we didn't always worry about like the hard skills, but we felt like we couldn't really train the soft skills. And now we're at a point where we've really identified some of those fundamentals and it's like, okay, we're still working on training them uh but let's work on that like let's get better at that
0: now that we've identified them so that's kind of what i'm most excited about is how do we get better at those (laughs) and train you know to them well kevin again congratulations on making the national team it's great to have you i look forward to many more interviews with you and uh thank you so much for joining us on first chair yeah thank you george anytime always like talking to you always a pleasure visiting with you kevin Thanks so much for listening to First Chair. From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.